It is week five, and that means Pittsburgh Steelers week for the Baltimore Ravens as there is another AFC North matchup on the docket. We talk about if the Ravens can continue their momentum that they took from week four and bring it to week five against the Steelers. I'll come out next year on Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ostreicher of Ravens Fire, here with you on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for being here, making us your first listen each and every day. It's always free and available on all podcasting platforms, including over in video form on YouTube. Today's episode of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use code all lowercase lockdown NFL. For a first deposit match up to $100, where our five day a week Ravens podcast, including some bonus content on the weekends when we do live streams and more. And we bring you the Ravens news, analysis, updates, and so much more. Whether you're watching in video form on YouTube, listening in audio form, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, thank you for tuning in. It's the same show, both audio and video. So you're not missing out either way. If you want to listen one day, watch another day, you can do that and not miss any of the content. You can also subscribe over on Subtext, where we have exclusive one on one text conversations and more exclusive content over there, such as mailbags and more. So tell a friend, tell a family member, we have their Ravens coverage over here. And today it's a crossover Thursday. So we'll be talking with Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers about Kenny Pickett, the Steelers offense, the surprisingly struggling Steelers defense in this big week five matchup between the Ravens and the Steelers. And if they continue the Ravens that week for momentum from Cleveland and bring it to week five. So let's talk with Chris now about that Ravens and Steelers, big rivalry AFC North matchup. Kevin. How's it going, my man? We do this every year. It's always fun to talk football with you. The Ravens currently in first place in the division. I know when we did our crossover or our big division crossover, some people were picking you to finish last or picking your Ravens to finish last, and it seems like they are defying the odds. Yeah, you know, Chris, it it feels like we talked about it in that big divisional preview. The AFC North has what potentially could be four playoff teams, I think, early through one month. We now see each of those teams have some questions, but Baltimore is on top of the North at at three and one. And I think they're feeling good, especially considering which we'll get into the Ravens are starting to get some players back from their very long laundry list of an injury report, which, you know, it feels like I've been saying that every time we talk for the past four years, but I think the silver lining this time is that is they're getting guys back. Not a lot of them were season ending. So going up against, this is actually their final AFC North road game for the entire season. They played Cincinnati on the road in week two, Cleveland on the road in week four. This will be Pittsburgh in week five. After that, it's all AFC North home game. So if they can come out of that 3-0, and it'd be a huge start to the season, especially in that division, which again, I think is going to be tough as the season goes on. Sweeping AFC road, AFC North road games would be huge for the Ravens. A great start to their season and put a lot of things behind them as far as getting those advantages and the tiebreakers. But for the Steelers right now, one of the biggest discussions is that is the injury to their starting quarterback, Kenny Pickett. He suffered a hit to his knee where he limped off the field late in the game against the Texans. There were some out there wondering if it was ACL, MCL, what it would be. Turned out it was just a bone bruise. Mike Tomlin said he'd have a chance to practice on Wednesday. He was a limited participant. And after practice, 
he sounded pretty confident about not only starting, but where where he's where he's trying to go right now with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But Kevin, last year, Kenny Pickett got his first taste of the Ravens rivalry, and he got knocked out of that game pretty early. Mitchell Trubisky having to come in through three interceptions. Of course, Kenny Pickett did come back, win in Baltimore with the game-winning touchdown pass to Najee Harris. This is going to be a huge week, though, because the Ravens, they have a tough front. They get it. They get they get after the quarterback. Um, and we'll get into the pass rush element about this. But I think this is a huge, huge turning point or a huge, I guess, waypoint for the Steelers right now is to see how Kenny Pickett plays. He did not play well before his injury against the Texans. And now he's playing the vaunted Ravens, a huge game for both teams right now. Oh, absolutely. And for a guy like Kenny Pickett, who was trying to find something on the offensive side of the ball, Pittsburgh trying to find consistency there. I think one of the bigger shocks for the Ravens early in the season, Chris, is the fact that their secondary has actually been really good. This team Mm -hmm. is actually the best pass defense in the NFL right now when it comes to yards per attempt. And that is without having Marlon Humphrey for the entire season so far. They lost Marcus Williams in game one against the Houston Texans. Both those guys could come back this week and I will talk about the injuries here coming up but it's been Brandon Stevens as their number one corner who's played exceptionally well Ronald Darby who they signed late in the offseason he's been great as an open field tackler and really good in coverage Rocky Yassin making a couple plays and then in the secondary safety wise Kyle Hamilton has been great for them being a versatile Swiss Army knife coming off the edge blitzing against the Colts he had three sacks in the first half the Colts had no answer for him and then Geno Stone stepping up for Marcus Williams so we'll see who the Ravens get back this weekend but the Ravens right now under Mike McDonald this defensive unit you know not even the secondary just them it's been Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen the two inside linebackers in that duo on the defensive line, Justin Matabike and Travis Jones, Broderick Washington and Michael Pierce, the pass rush, which we'll get to, Jadavian Clowney. They just signed Kyle Van Noy about almost a week ago. He comes in on Sunday after less than a week in the system as a huge pass deflection, a couple of pressures. They're playing great football right now. And so for the Steelers coming into that and the Ravens going to Pittsburgh to play that Steelers offense that, again, is trying to find that consistency Kenny Pickett's going to have to figure stuff out quickly against that Ravens defense because I think whenever they play right now, they smell that blood in the water and they go attack. They bring the pressure to the quarterback. And the thing with Mike McDonald's defense is it is very intricate. And so for Kenny Pickett, he's going to have to find a rhythm early to me. That's a key in this one for me. It's, it is a key. Uh, I think one thing with the Steelers, they want to start faster on offense. They started fast on offense in the preseason, and they have not done it in the regular season yet. They've been coming out with slow starts, three and outs, turnovers, things that they have to erase in this game. And again, this is a tough team to do that against. Uh, Mike Tom with a lot of praise for the Ravens uh, overall, but especially the defense and especially the, their linebackers. Roquan Smith, did he have two interceptions in that first game against Mitchell Trubisky? Uh because he he was huge in that one, and then you know he was he they were a tough tough defense in the, even in the game the Steelers won, um, but this to me is going to be big for both sides. Can can the Steelers find a way to get their offense going against a team like you said? Not only do they have the best uh, numbers and net yards allowed per attempt in the passing game, they're also one of the best run defenses when it comes to limiting uh, yards per yards per attempt. They're seventh right now in yards per attempt allowed uh, with 3.8 yards per attempt they're, there. This is a defense that's been getting it done so far. And the Steelers offense, they have not shown any traction outside of a couple moments here and there against the Browns and the Raiders. 
Yeah. I mean, this a number one pass defense and then number seven in the run game, as you talked about there. Mm-hmm. And for this Pittsburgh offense, I mean, they're, they're in the 20s in both passing offense and rushing offense right now. I think we saw a better performance from Najee Harris last week, and it gives you a little bit of encouragement. But the Steelers still gave up a bunch of points to the Texans, who, again, I think C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans, that group's going to be good in the long run. I think they're a really solid team. But to me, part of this, too, is with the Ravens' offense. The Steelers' defense, you know, again, in the 20s here. The yeah. 26th in, in passing and 28th mm-hmm. in rushing defense right now. The Ravens' offense needed a bounce back game against the Browns in Week 4 after, you know, the, the play calling was not there in Week 3 against the Colts. They had four straight fumbles on four straight drives. But we saw the field get opened up a little more. Lamar Jackson looked dialed in. And it's about can the Ravens build off of that momentum. Lamar went 15 of 19, 186 yards. And the passing yard stats, I think, with Lamar, with the way this offense is built and the way it will run, you know, it's never going to – he's never going to throw 50 times a game and for 500 yards a game every single time. He has the ability, though, to go out there and dice you up like he did in that Browns game. So, for me, it's about did that week four game against Cleveland provide them the momentum – or are they still trying to work things out? Because again, this is a new offensive system under Todd Munkin. They've brought in a couple new wide receivers with Odo Beckham and Zay Flowers and Nelson Aguilar. They're trying to find their own consistency on the offensive side of the ball. But I think after a sluggish start in that week four game, and obviously what we saw in week three, the, the offense got us together. Now that did lead to some second half play calling that was a little more conservative because look, with Dorian Thompson Robinson out there, who I do think has potential as a quarterback, it just was his first NFL start thrown in the fire because I mean, Deshaun Watson said he couldn't play it even after being medically cleared. So Thompson Robinson goes in and it just wasn't his time. So the Ravens offense was a little more conservative, a little more three and outs in that second half. But all I had to do was get out of that game and say, hey, let's get out of here healthy, run the clock down. I think this Pittsburgh game will be a little more competitive than that because, I mean, let's face it, Chris, these games always are competitive, hard-fought games in this AFC North. But I'm excited for this one and excited to see what both teams can do. Absolutely. We have a lot more to break down this matchup, especially with both teams' pass rushes being a huge factor in getting after those quarterbacks. We'll get into all that in a minute here on Crossover Thursday here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Chris Carter, Kevin Ostriker, stick with us. We got a lot to discuss. But we also have a lot to discuss with our great sponsors at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is who's, who's sponsored this show. This, this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. They have the most it's the most fun that you can have when you're picking picking winners, and you can find you can win up to 25 times your money this football season by just selecting two or more players. Pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry for your chance to win money. Prize picks is the new fun daily fantasy game that everyone needs to start playing right now. If you're big into fantasy sports, this is a way to get your daily fix by selecting individual player projections and making a simple decision whether they'll get more or less of a set number of, of, of stats, whether it's yards, sacks, touchdowns, whatever their fantasy stat is they're projected for, you can make money on. And it's simple. All you have to do is pick two to six players that you think you have a beat on for their day in fantasy. Choose whether they'll get more or less than a certain stat and make as many entries as you want in prize picks. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. You can also take advantage of prize picks reboot policy where entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football, top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with with injury 
injury insurance. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday, where every Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select play projections up to 25% to provide even more value. And Prize Picks covers NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, college sports, and much more. Download the Prize Picks app today or download uh, go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and you'll use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Be sure to use the code locked on NFL, all capital letters, all one word, for a first deposit match up to $100. Back here on Crossover Thursday here in the Locked On Podcast Network, Chris Carter, Kevin Ostriker, Locked On Steelers and Locked On Ravens coming at you right now. Kevin, we got to talk about uh, all of the Ravens injuries here because that plays a big factor into this. Uh, looking at the injury report right now, it seems like the Ravens are actually getting a little bit healthier than what they've been dealing with. Uh, Rashad Baton was a full practice. Odo Beckham, Justice Hill, Marlon Humphrey, all limited. Um, Keaton Mitchell, Ronnie Stanley, Marcus Williams, all full practices. The guys who did not practice, uh, Odafe Away. Daryl Worley and Morgan Moses. What's the biggest noting points that you take out from the, from that Wednesday practice report? Yeah, I think it was a really good day for the Ravens because as you kind of alluded to there, Chris, the Ravens have been dealing with all these injuries. And I think as, as I mentioned, the silver lining has been, yeah, it hasn't been season ending for most of them. They lose JK Dobbins to the Achilles injury. That's really, it's really tough for him. And you hate to see him go down like that. But for the most part, it was these injuries that, you know, you could come back in a couple weeks, maybe a month, maybe a month and a half. And so we saw Tyler Linderbaum, their center return last week. Gus Edwards was in the protocol concussion wise. I think he ended up playing. So it wasn't really a huge thing, but we're starting to see these guys get back where, you know, week two against the Bengals, week three against the Colts, these injuries continued to pile up to the point where their whole inactives list were just starters who were injured. And it's unfortunately not something that Ravens fans are, new to see it like it's been that way for the last couple of seasons it's just the way it started off with injury after injury after injury and the fact that the Ravens have gone through that and they're still going through it but the fact that they've gone through that and are still three and one you could argue they should be four or no but they're not because they they did it to themselves they lost that Colts game in the way they didn't do to sloppiness but two and oh in the AFC North and they're continuing to get guys back David Ajabo, there are some questions about whether he'll be able to return this season with knee and ankle injuries. But I say, oh, wait, I wouldn't anticipate him playing this week. Maybe he gets in a couple practices here and there. Mm. But just because these guys are back practicing, like Marlon Humphrey, for example, doesn't mean they're going to play. For example, last week, Marcus Williams, he actually, people were wondering if he was going to play again this season with the pec injury, which can be difficult sometimes depending on what the injury is. But Marcus Williams had to make a decision. He ended up foregoing the surgery and just rehab it. And he ended up practicing in limited on Wednesday last week in two full practices, Friday and, and Thursday and Friday, but he didn't play in the Browns game. So I would anticipate maybe he comes back this week, but for Marlon, he might need a bit more ramp up time because he's been out for so long, but just because they're back at practice doesn't mean they're actually going to play. But regardless, it was a good day for the Ravens getting all those guys back. And Chris, I know the Steelers are a little beat up too. It's not just the Ravens who, who are dealing with a couple of injuries right now. It's, it's terrible how big of an impact injuries can have on the game is as a whole. I mean, it's just, it's, it seems it's, it's a big thing, especially across the NFL right now. The Steelers dealing with their own injuries. Broderick Jones, their, their first round pick they traded up for at left tackle, is going to make his first start. Dan Moore Jr. already declared out by Mike Tomlin with a knee injury. Uh, Broderick Jones going to get his start in week five of his season. He hasn't started yet for the Steelers. He played significant amount of snaps. I thought he did okay uh, in his first game against the Texans. 
Uh, we'll see how that continues there. Um, other guys that, that are on the lookout for Pat Frommings is not expected to play in this game at tight end. That's another big blow to the Steelers offense um, as he, he's been a big factor. It's his hamstring. He didn't practice Wednesday. Mike Tomlin told him, said he was doubtful at the start of the week. Other guys that the Steelers are watching right now, DeMarvin Leal in concussion protocol, um, you know, at, at the Steelers did not practice with them. Um, but of course the protocol, as Mike Tomlin said, it's going to be their guide. We'll see if he turns available. And James Daniels starting right guard for the Steelers had a groin injury that held him out from the last game. Also didn't practice on Wednesday. Everyone's looking at that. Um, Cole Holcomb also limited in practice with a back injury, but of course, Kenny Pickett, the big, the big note there um, as well. But looking at these, at these situations, you see the Steelers, Dan Moore, Jr. Chikuma Korfor, both your starting tackles did not practice for the Ravens. You got Ronnie Stanley who did practice in full, but Morgan Mo Moses out. Those are two big situations because you have both teams top offensive tackles on the injury report in weeks where both teams also are going to be bringing some pretty big name edge rushers to the get to the game. Yeah. And I think when you, you start to get into the biggest matchups to watch pass rush versus offensive line for both sides is pretty big. And from the Baltimore side of things, it is going to be very important to watch who suits up and who doesn't on Sunday, because if Stanley's able to come back, Awesome. You know, you have your all pro left tackle in there and you can line him up against the Steelers pass rush. But if he isn't able to play and Morgan Moses, who didn't practice on Wednesday, isn't able to go as well. then you're working with two backup tackles, Patrick McCary, who has played on the left side since Stanley's been out. Stanley got injured in week one, but he's played really well is that backup left tackle. Now, Daniel Falele would be the right tackle. I'd assume in this situation, he came in when Moses went down in week four and he's a big guy can move people, but Pass rushing, his pass sets are a little raw right now. I don't think he's fully ready to take on a full workload. You know, maybe for a game or two, it'd be fine. But the hope is that the Moses injury won't hold him out for long, if at all. Because if it does, and you have Daniel Falele going up against the TJ Watts of the world and the Steelers pass rush, plus McCarry in there who struggled a little bit. Now, Miles Garrett was there. So, of course, you're going to struggle a little bit against him. But then you have TJ Watt who you're playing this week. So, yeah. no rest for that Ravens offensive line. It's going to be key, but they do have their interior intact at least with John Simpson, who won that job in the preseason, has played decently well for him so far. Linderbaum, who came back, as I talked about, and then Kevin Zeitler, who had a rough start to the season, but I think is, is starting to shape up a little bit and, and put better performances on the stat sheet. One thing I'll say, too, the Steelers faced a lot of backup offensive linemen last week, and the Texans did a very good job neutralizing the edge rushers while the interior pass rushers didn't really get home or really change much of the game uh, against C.J. Stroud. That has to change this week. The Steelers, I think, know the pressure that's on them to, to make that kind of stuff happen. But I think, Kevin, one of the major storylines is going to be which pass rush can win more often in this game uh, and against different kinds of quarterbacks. You know, the Steelers, they're used to Lamar Jackson. They know how to how to one pressure him, but also make sure that they're they're focusing on on contain uh, throughout throughout their practices so that they can make sure that he doesn't just kill them with his feet. Kenny Pickett, though, I'll say this. For most of Kenny Pickett's sacks that he's taken, he's also been the cause of them. There's been a lot of times, especially the one he got hurt on, where he's kind of tried to evade pressure that wasn't necessarily there yet, and he's run right he run himself into trouble uh, when his offensive line – his offensive line hasn't been really good this year. They've, they've struggled at times to, uh, for themselves, but there's been times where they've kind of held up and been doing their job, and he's kind of hurt their, their cause by putting them in tough situations. This might be a situation where – uh, is if if Kenny Kenny Pickett's biggest thing here is he can't hurt his offense with turnovers and by running himself into into pressure situations if the Steelers offensive line can hold up against this Ravens pass rush. 
Yeah, and it's going to be really important for Baltimore to get pressure early and often on Kenny Pickett. Now, Baltimore's pass rush, I talked about it at FAOA. You know, obviously we said he didn't practice on Wednesday. That injury might be a little more serious than some of these other guys. So I, at this point, mm-hmm. wouldn't anticipate him playing. We'll see how the injury report shakes out, though. Ajabo was put on IR, so he's not going to play. But Jadavian Clowney has been incredible for the Ravens. When he was signed late okay. in the offseason, there were questions. As an edge setter and as a run defender, he's been great, super consistent, one of the best in the league physicality-wise. But the concerns about the pass rush, consistency, injuries, some leadership with how his whole thing in Cleveland went down last year, those are some of the concerns for a lot of people going in. But he has been disruptive all over the field. And actually, Mar- Marlon Humphrey called him Mr. Almost on his Victory Instagram Live because he would have probably had, not even exaggerating, five or six sacks by now, maybe even seven, if he just wrapped up the quarterback and got the guy <laughs> down when he got there because he's been getting so much pressure. It's even the same thing in the run game where he has gotten guys behind the line, four-yard losses, and the guy just escapes and he's just been a little slip too slippery for him but other than Clowney, tavius robinson they drafted in the fourth round this past draft he's been getting a lot of run they just signed kyle van noy as well from free agency the ravens have been getting a lot of those guys late in free agency who have actually contributed like ronald darby Clowney, van noy uh, duron Harmon, who was on their practice squad just got signed by the chicago bears so they're trying to find those guys and it's worked out for them so far and against maybe a Broderick jones you know his first start in the nfl you line up Clowney against him, a very experienced pass rusher and someone who has a bit of physicality to his game. I think that's going to be key for the Ravens to get pressure early and often on Kenny Pickett and just speed up that clock a little bit to maybe force him into a couple of mistakes like we've seen the Steelers kind of have to deal with so far this season. They have. They have. The Steelers' pass rush has been the biggest factor to them to winning games. TJ, TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith literally both scored touchdowns against the Browns and were huge factors in keeping Deshaun Watson off, off task all night. Their pressures were forcing Jimmy Garoppolo, forced Jimmy Garoppolo forced to throw three interceptions in their matchup with the Raiders. And the the, the last week that they lost, the, defense, the the Texans did everything they could to try to limit those guys, keep them out of positions to win. And that's been interesting. That, that, that's been a huge factor here. But one thing I think the Steelers, uh, that Mike Tomlin did adjust this week. He talked about how they have to be more physical. They weren't physical. They were soft, even as, as Najee Harris address the team call saying that saying that they were soft in that Texans game they know that they cannot afford to play that way against the Ravens which is always a physical game in the AFC North we'll talk about those paths that both teams need to take to win this game Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers Kevin Ostrichter of Locked On Ravens here on Crossover Thursday stick with us we still got a lot more to discuss in this huge matchup but first before we do any of that want to remind you that this show is sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook the number one sportsbook in all of America. So get ready with, with all the NFL season with FanDuel, FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in the country. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. No need to wait to see if your bet wins or loses. You're getting those $200 back when you sign up for FanDuel today. Plus, all new customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. These, these are the best deals you can get, which makes this the best time to join FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because the app is super easy to use and you can you can be on it on everything from spreads to player props and so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today and kick off the NFL season with an offer you want one you won't want to miss FanDuel official partner of 
the NFL. This episode is also sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself through all of them. I faced plenty of times in my life where I've needed to shoulder a lot of burdens, but found my answers thanks to the help from good therapists. And that's where BetterHelp Online Therapy comes in. They assess your needs, and they can match you with, with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. With therapy, it can take a few tries to find the right fit for you. That's why BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on that's betterhelp.com slash locked on for 10 percent off your first month when you try better help online therapy back here on crossover thursday here in the locked on podcast network chris carter from locked on steelers kevin ostriker from locked on ravens kevin let's talk about the path to success that these two teams need to address if they're going to win this game has there been a, a, a singular identifiable thing that in the Ravens three win that they've done that kind of has clinched them their win? Or have they been a team that's kind of been winning in different ways and is still figuring out what their 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 best trait is right now? Well, I think it's a little of both. I think when you talk about the defensive side of the ball, they know they're good. They know they have the guys. And this is year two for Mike McDonald. So I think some of the early growing pains last season that we saw were shored up by the end of the year, and he has continued that momentum. And they brought back most of the defense. You know, now obviously guys like Marcus Peters and Clays Campbell and Chuck Clark and Justin Houston aren't there, but I think they've filled those voids and shored up their depth in a lot better ways than they did last season. You can even go to the offensive side of the ball for that with the wide receivers, where we knew last year, Chris, if Rashad Bateman went down with the way the room was constructed – they were in a bad spot because it was going to be Devin Duvernay and James Perchet and right. all these, they, they trusted their young guys, which the principle was not wrong, but it was another year of not giving Lamar Jackson. I think the help that he needed and deserved at that position, but it didn't make sense for them to go out there and get a huge big money wide receiver because the offense was never going to run through them under Greg Roman. So Bateman and Duvernay go down and you're working with the corpse of Deshaun Jackson and the corpse of Sammy Watkins and like these veteran wide receivers that are going and not really doing a bunch. This year, though, is Zay Flowers, who they brought in, Odell they brought in, Nelson Aguilar. So now, even though Odell and Rashad Bateman both had to miss, you know, Odell has missed two and Rashad Bateman's missed one, you're confident because Zay Flowers has stepped up. Nelson Aguilar has stepped up, and that's been really good. So for the Ravens, in terms of winning in different ways, they've ran the ball effectively. They've also thrown it effectively, but to me, it's been the defense that has really stepped up for them. But Lamar being Lamar and feeling more comfortable and confident in this offense, I think his throws have been on point this year. The week three game against the Colts, you know, no quarterback's going to play their best every single week. I think it was a rough game for him for a lot of different reasons. But to me, the thing that they can clean up is the sloppiness. Week one, they had 13 penalties against the Houston Texans, which is just an absurd amount. And then week two, they kind of shorted up a little bit. Week three, they only had one penalty for five yards, but they fumbled four times on four straight possessions. Week four was the penalty situation, but they're still three and one. And they're winning with their defense and they're winning with opening up the field and letting Lamar be a three-level quarterback, letting those receivers be three-level receivers and running the ball effectively. I think that's what they've been doing to win. The Steelers, their main way of winning is not the way that they need to be winning all season long. Their main way of winning has been their edges are getting pressures. They've hit on a couple big plays on offense, 
and they've been able to do that. But one thing that they've talked about, they don't have an identity yet on offense. And their identity was, as Mike, as Mike Tomlin has talked about and how Najee Harris seriously addressed after practice on Wednesday, uh, was is being physical being the team that controls the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, especially on offense. And Najee Harris called his own team out. He was like, we, you know, they, he called a player meeting. I believe it was on Monday that he, that he called it right after the Texans game and said, this is what they have to focus on this week. The Steelers added a padded practice on Wednesday where they got physical. They were, you know, that was what, that was the practice they were going to, they were going to, you know, in, in, increase the intensity on. And I think that that's something that they're trying to use this Ravens game as a wake up call to the, to both sides. Be like, Hey, you haven't run the ball well consistently. You haven't stopped the run at all this year. You got to find a way to do to make this the week where you wake up. Otherwise, the Ravens are going to roll over you with Lamar Jackson, and you won't have any response response to it with your with your offense if you're not able to buy that your defense time even when they do win. And so, to me, this game for the Steelers is going to be all about the trenches. It's going to be about how does this offensive line respond to that challenge? How does Najee Harris try to lead them in those moments? How can they take the pressure off Kenny Pickett having to play in a lot more third and long situations where he's going to have to hold on to the ball, worry about that? pass rush and deal with that kind of pressure in the game keep him in favorable on schedule type of play calls the way the Texans did for CJ Stroud the way the Niners did for Brock Purdy that's what the Steelers have to do and a big part of this is the run game and again on the flip side it's stopping the run and it's not just just it's Lamar Jackson knowing that he is a consistent threat with with his legs and he's very comfortable doing that the Steelers have handled it well in years past well they don't have Cam Hayward they have a defensive line that's still kind of figuring out their their uh their pace with things they their edge rushers are pretty set TJ Wilds Highsmith maybe the best one-two punch in all of football as far as edge rushing combos they have backups and Marcus Golden and Nick Herbert guys who have have been pretty solid at, at their discipline but they need this group to come together and it could really come down to linebacker play with Cole Holcomb Quan Alexander Landon Roberts and Mark Robinson their primary four off-ball linebackers that they use all four of those guys are pretty I think are more suited to help stop the run but they actually have to do it they didn't do it that well last week uh the only week that I think they even kind of like showed up in that department was against the Raiders um and if they don't do it in this week it's going to cause a lot of problems that's why I say for the Steelers your best path to victory is that you do control the trenches you get back to playing the football that the kind of football that won you a lot of games last year and then you get you can, if you can do that this this week, you set a strong tone, you get your bye week, and then you can come back fresh out of the bye week looking to make sure that that is part of your identity as a football team. Yeah, and I think for the Ravens, there's been no question that the team that Lamar Jackson has struggled against over the course of his career, if he had to pick one, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, the stats here, it's crazy. And we talked about it a bit off air, Chris, but mm -hmm. it's crazy. This is the division rival. You play him twice a year. Lamar's been starting now for five plus four plus years and he's only played him three times as a starter That's in his wild. career he, he's, he's one and two but the pittsburgh defense has given him problems he has a higher interception percentage than touchdown percentage 59.1 percent completion percentage the steelers have had his number and this was a huge conversation with the chiefs for lamar for a really long time because lamar could never beat the chiefs and he finally beat him a couple years ago and while lamar has beaten the steelers this defense is the one where lamar has had a couple of issues being able to fully play to his potential. And you kind of talked about how, the, you know, they're familiar with playing Lamar and it's only been three games, but in this game, it's going to be important to say, Hey, you know what? Can Lamar finally get one on the Pittsburgh Steelers? Because even though he has won a game, it was not pretty for Lamar. So to me, it's going to be really important for the offense to just continue to find their identity. You talked about the Steelers not really having one yet. 
the Ravens under Todd Munkin, first-year offensive coordinator replacing Greg Roman, which was the right decision. They just, they're still trying to work through some things and they are three and one. It's it's great that they are in that place, but I think Todd Munkin has been a bit too conservative at some points. You know, he's given the ball to Zay Flowers in weird situations like these reverses, which Zay's an electric player. You want to get the ball to him any yes. way you can, but they're just trying to figure out, hey, how can we utilize these guys? What's the best way to utilize? Because not only is it a new system, but as I talked about, you're bringing in all these players that are new. And on top of that, there are injuries. So you're not really getting a consistent couple of weeks together on the field to fully figure it out. So to me, a big key is offense. And if the Ravens can just be more consistent in that way, put together a full 60 minutes. The closest thing we saw to that was week two against the Bengals. For the Ravens' sake, hopefully they can put it together in week five against Pittsburgh, too. Major shout out to Chris for the Steelers' insight. He always does a great job, and it's always super fun talking with him. Should be a good game. Hard fought AFC North Division rivalry. And of course, we know the history of that Ravens and Steelers rivalry. But that's all I have for you here today on Lockdown Ravens. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening and watching. And be sure to subscribe. Video form, audio form, it is free. Also, be sure to subscribe over on Subtext for another way to support my work. Coming up tomorrow, I'll be rounding out the week continuing your preview of this Ravens and Steelers Week 5 matchup and more. So be sure to stay tuned. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on Lockdown Ravens.